Hello and welcome to the Nature Unplugged podcast where we are all about inspiring wellness in the digital age. Let's get going. Welcome to the Nature Unplugged podcast with me, your host, Sebastian Sloven. I am very excited today to have uh, a very good friend, dear friend, Matt Lampkin. Matt, I'll share a little bit about you, but welcome to the pod. Thank you. It's good to be back. Yeah, good to, good to have you back. This is round two. So super pumped to have Matt back on. Matt, of course, is a uh, wonderful musician, surfer, nature enthusiast, all around awesome human. And Matt just released his latest album, Dirty Job, which is the second of your solo career. Is that right? Correct. Second of the solo career. And I think, so in addition to talking about the new album, we're going to explore the role nature plays in his creative process and how both nature and music can play a positive role in our mental health. I'm really excited. So Matt, welcome. It's good to have you. It's good to be back. Man, it's been a while. Since you've been on the podcast, I, I checked the records and you were on episode 15, which is, and we're, this is 62. We're just rolling right along. Yeah. How, what, when was that? That was in August of 2019? Yeah, a couple of years, I think. Maybe it's been 2019. Yeah, 2019. August 2019. Hmm. Anyway, we'll have to, you know, we'll keep us a regular, you know, every two years we'll have you back. Okay. Uh, I'll do no, this. Is great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, um, now we go way back and, but I just want to, some of the listeners probably heard that other podcast, but I just, for people that don't know you, can you share a little bit about your, your background, uh, you know, when it comes to music and, you know, anything else you want to share about your background? Yeah. So, um, first of all, Seb and I grew up together, boogie boarding, riding waves, right. in our early teens. And Seb obviously continued on with surfing and I went into music and got into kind of, you know, I was in like touring rock bands. I was in a band called The Soft Pack and ended up touring US, Europe, Australia and stuff like that. Great band. Great band. Check them out. Soft Pack. Is this still the theme? Music? Over yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah, we can do music. Yeah. Well, I'm saying it's the theme music, right? Or is it not? Oh, it is. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a good point. You would have, you, you all know Matt Lampkin's music and the softbacks music because it's the theme. We use the song Mexico. Right. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway. And so that, that was um, a good, I don't know, almost, you know, 10 years of my life was touring and stuff. And I kind of figured I needed to kind of like settle into a spot. And I kind of just found myself wanting to be somewhere where I could kind of just be more in touch with nature, more, more time in the ocean, more time out in the hills hiking and ended up down in Baja in Ensenada. And so, yeah, for the last 10 years, I've been down here and not taking such a career minded approach to music, but more even just kind of like an outlet, creative outlet and spending more time outdoors hiking and uh, surfing. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's really cool. I mean, we touched upon this, I think, when we spoke last, but I really admire how you were. You were, and I think you, uh, I mean, you mentioned you were touring. You guys were hardcore. You were like, letter. you were on Letterman, 
all the big festivals, doing mm-hmm. the full-on rock star music uh, lifestyle based out of Los Angeles, right? Yep. And I can imagine it's a pretty hectic, I mean, it's probably really fun, but also pretty um, sort of intense and hectic lifestyle. So I really admire how you and your longtime partner, Claire, kind of bounced out of LA, went down to Mexico and have, as you said, uh, kind of locked, locked into this more, I guess, slower pace of life and uh, sort of lifestyle that you, that you can, you can still make music, you can still do all these things and you can be more connected to nature, be more connected to yourself and all that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. That was the main, main draw being down here, having the space and the slower pace. Yeah. You got roosters. I hear the roosters. You can hear them. I was going to say. These guys are lagging. Isn't it a little late? They start early too. You know, they're good. They start early. They just keep going. Like four and then they keep going. So (laughs) they're not on any sunrise schedule. These guys. Okay. Okay. Freestyle roosters. Yeah. All right. Okay. That's good to know. Matt, dude, congratulations on the, the new album. I know we were talking as you were working on it. I know it's a huge, I don't know from personal experience, but I know it's a big undertaking to do that. I imagine, especially solo, you're in charge of all the things. Uh, so let's talk about this, uh, the new album, Dirty Job. So when did this, when did this officially come out? So yeah, it was released last week, last Friday. Last week, whoa. So a week ago today. One week. It's a week fresh. One week anniversary. Uh, yeah, here we are celebrating. I'm going to be <laughs> celebrating every week, every Friday from here on out. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, it was, it was kind of, it was Claire's idea. You mentioned Claire, my partner. Um, during the pandemic, you know, she was like, you got to just put something out, you know, like, um, you know, artists were kind of just releasing stuff because there was this weird moment of like no live shows and, right, you know, not no concerts. So like a lot of releases were like, people were like not putting releases out because you couldn't play shows to promote yada, yada. Then it kind of became this therapeutic thing. Everyone was locked in the house. Like, so artists started kind of like disseminating music to kind of like, as a way of kind of communicating and sharing connecting and Claire encouraged me to do that and uh, I was like okay let me see you know and started digging around and stuff I had worked on that I didn't kind of like take seriously Um, and I was like well maybe this is good and then then I realized like oh wait this is all pretty cool so there's a lot of stuff that from the archives that I was going to just kind of release as like hey here's like some odds and ends that I've had lying around Mm -hmm. and then I teamed up with our friend Andrew Miller Yes, Andrew Miller, yeah. The, the producer of the album. And so once, the original idea was he was just kind of kind of clean that stuff up, mm-hmm. the stuff that was lying around on my computer. And then once we started that, we started getting into more blah, 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 like adding stuff. And then we started recording new songs. So then it's kind of a mix. And that was kind of long distance stuff. So it is, in a way, like a COVID kind of pandemic album, which right. was like, you know, going to be just kind of like a, a way to like reach out. And then it gathered steam and I had a bunch of people like, you know, um, like via email and stuff and adding and recording home recordings. So like there's drums from some guy in LA played drums. Mm-hmm. Um, can't remember his name right now. Damar, <laughs> That's Damar a- Hamilton, Damar Hamilton played drums. So he was Damar. at his home recording, okay. home studio recording drums. Um, and, and this, and then um, our good friend Sam Setzer plays lead guitar 
and he okay. emails us and andrew and i were doing a lot of stuff via email he's in there those guys are in la but all live separate um so it was kind of like that you know it was like a way of like you know we were all in the in the quarantine or whatever and sending tracks and building this album and then finally um i got to hang out with andrew and we kind of just like you know put like tied the bow around the whole thing and gave it to our friend richard houghton mm-hmm. he's also in la and he you know mastered the thing which is kind of like the final process of getting it like kind of print ready or whatever so yeah it became like half old stuff odds and ends and then half a new batch of stuff recorded and under the strange circumstances that we were in in 2020 yeah and 2021 and um and i had a bunch of friends helping me out with stuff so it between their like work it took a little longer as they were throwing you know throwing little time at it when they could right yeah it finally came together and it's all good and thanks to claire she's kind of like the like the executive producer of the project yeah project manager the music producer yeah she's like yeah executive producer sounds better though i like that yeah 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 project manager you know on-site on-site yeah and it's important to note that claire plays she has a cameo uh is that the term she's a cameo in in a song on the album which is really cool i was excited i was like who is that yeah so claire uh not only is it her debut as a performer on an album but she also co-wrote that song so that's her oh she did songwriter performer singer and producer even so this is a big one for claire that's a that's a triple yeah triple whammy yeah exactly wow it's well it's cool to hear the um the story that's like the postal service right is that kind of the remember the postal service is that their deal they like before all this they would like you know, everyone was separate and they'd send it around, but it's, it's really cool how it came together. And I think, um, I just got to say, actually that sorry, to that? were they actually doing it via snail mail or was that, that's I don't, old I don't know. I think it was like, I, th- I think it was pretty old. I mean, I don't know if it was snail yeah. mail, but like sending USB on a drive or something like that. Yeah. 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 We got to look cool. into that. We got to fact check it, but um, I gotta say, Matt, I've listened to it a few times now. I really, I really love it, and I'm, I'm, uh, I'm proud of you, and I'm pumped that it's uh, that you did it, and that Claire was um, that had Claire had the idea to to put it out there. So it's really cool. Do you ha- do you have any? Um, well, I was gonna ask you. You know, I imagine the answer to this is like with COVID and the challenges. But was there any particular inspiration aside from Claire just being like, you got to do something? Well, yeah. A lot of the stuff that kind of came out is a little zanier than my usual kind of stuff. And I, it's got that kind of like, there's vocal performances that I do in there and they'll be kind of wild and weird uh, compared to my normal stuff. Uh, and that's because, you know, we were locked up, you know, like I'm just freaking <laughs> out in my house. <laughs> in fact, there's there's a song called Hot House in Hell. That's just like, I love that one. I, it's one of my top, it's my top three for sure. Yeah, keep going. That's That's like a, a pandemic anthem <laughs> i wouldn't say an anthem but it's like it's it's just the, the, the feeling of being locked up is just going off the rails a little bit yeah but, you know it's a way to channel that and, and it felt good to be able to like use that energy and and almost like go with it and amplify it you know and use it as an energy to channel and find something creative with it and and blow it like blow off steam you know but also like see where you can take it yeah, it's really amazing. And I think it is a good, that's a good term, zany, you know, to describe it. Cause it is like your your other stuff traditionally I think has been more 
I don't know. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to even pr- try to be like a music connoisseur and know what I'm talking about with this, but just more like mainstreamish, I guess. So like, um, and like this is like, music or something. yeah, rock. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And this is, you're getting, it has like the roots and then you're getting also just like pushing the limits, uh, getting a little more out there, which I really appreciated. And I think that's a, it's really cool. We've had a lot of conversations over the years and throughout the pandemic, but we're both, I mean, you know, with Nature Unplugged, we're huge proponents of uh, like preventative mental health work. So you're not in crisis mode when you're seeking out mental health. That's where we're really into getting outside into nature and all this stuff. Um, and it seems like for you, this is a music and creativity is a way to channel that, as you said. And um, can you talk a little bit more about how this process was or like how, how creating music, and I guess this album in particular, is on your mental health? Yeah, you were saying earlier, like the preventative kind of way of, of things. It's not like in an emergency situation, I don't start writing songs. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, and so in in the past, you know, normally, or I guess, you know, with the previous bands or rock bands and whatnot, you kind of go and and you have a group of people kind of generating the sound and the atmosphere to kind of like, you know, be creative and, and let it all out. Where and you know, and this one was different, being that it was a pandemic situation. So I had to kind of generate the space. And uh, I don't know, there was something more about like it was like a heavier load to lift in a way to kind of like, or it felt like that because I had to kind of like set it up myself. And there's no one like generating sound with you and generating like a vibe. Right. Then I just just like kind of almost just like letting it all out. It was almost just like letting out whatever kind of anxiety or whatever, you know, in it it alone in a situation. And so that's kind of like a different thing. But I find that in any way, music has always been like that for me. I was saying in in the previous band in the soft pack, we would be like a good place to go and kind of play some live music and blow up steam. And when we would take breaks, say we'd go two weeks without a band practice, I would start to feel a little more like bottled up or something. I'm like, what's going on? And then I realized, oh, I have to, haven't gone to band practice and like screamed into a microphone for three <laughs> hours every day for five days a week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and that's, you know, various, various reasons, you know, living in LA, being stressed out. And, and that's when music was a career for me. So there's a little more pressure in that. This situation is a lot more different. I can kind of treat it as an outlet. There's not so much pressure on, it's not so goal oriented. And I can kind of just like, luckily, and what I enjoy now is like being able to just let myself see what comes out, you know, and just kind of like, it's kind of a process of letting go and just letting everything come out and letting it be whatever it is, you know? Yeah. yeah. and, And also in a way, in a different way, therapeutic. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, and I think that comes across in the album where it's, it's, it just, it just, it it sounds therapeutic, you know, to listen to. Uh, And it's just such a cool outlet. I was, as you were saying that, I was thinking about this, you know, way back in the day when I did my first yoga teacher training, there was this, we had this kind of guest instructor come in, guest instructor come in, and he was, um, like handicapped, like physically, he couldn't do like the yoga moves, but his whole thing was about uh, like chanting and his, you know, he, he had like all the science and research on the, right. The like physiological changes that happen when you chant or sing 
and he, and that he, like from his perspective he also like from a it kept him in physical shape that was like his routine was he couldn't really walk around and stuff but he, he would just chant uh you know have a morning chant session and he'd be like fit from chanting so that's a, well this, this might be a good time to bring up the challenge okay yeah let's talk yeah 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 we talked about that before you know every week we like to challenge our listeners with something awesome nature unplugged related and i think matt came up with a great it's a wonderful challenge yeah let's talk about something i do that's really in step with what your yoga instructor would do is like when you're feeling or it doesn't have, have to be feeling anything specific but just kind of kind of like chanting or finding a tone or like kind of like ohm people would be familiar with probably, but like it can be any frequency or tone that you're feeling and kind of asking yourself like, what at what frequency am I operating right now? And if you're feeling kind of nervous, it could be like, mm, like higher, buzzier, or if you're yeah, yeah. like a lower kind of tone. And I find that if I'm feeling flustered or confused or anxious or something, or even it could be anything sad, whatever. And you just kind of, I find it's a good way to get in touch with, your feelings and where you are and kind of like just let a tone come out it's an e it find i find it easier to kind of identify and reconnect identify what i'm feeling and reconnect and kind of recenter myself totally yes yeah, so it's a way to get in touch with with your emotions at the time and, and reconnect with your body maybe if you're if you're getting uh if you're feeling totally like disconnected for any reason yeah like in the, in the kind of in, in the opposite of say like with meditation or something where they would have an ohm it's like you're you're kind of like putting that frequency out there to kind of arrive at that frequency right right this would be like seeing what frequency is coming out of you where are you at to find where you are you know yeah so yeah, yeah, I don't know, yeah, just, yeah. it doesn't have to be anything it could be singing any any song like peanut butter and jelly or it can be like uh <laughs> or just a tone you know or yeah. it's like whatever comes out of you just let it rip and then it's kind of is a fun it doesn't have to be like, you don't have to be screaming from the mountaintops. Like I'll do it when I'm surfing and paddling. I'll just be like, hmm, hmm, hmm. And you're like, okay, so I'm operating at like a, a high buzz here or whatever it is. This is a medium high buzz. Yeah. yeah. It's so funny, actually. I We haven't really talked about this before now, but we've done, we do quite a few uh, surf adventures together. I'll come down from San Diego to Baja and we, we go on these little surf trips and it's um, an awesome time getting good waves. But I I, I do notice, I don't know if I was fully aware of it, but oftentimes when we're out surfing and we, you know, we talk and we hang out and we catch waves, but then there's inevitably some point or portion of the section where we don't, we're not really talking. We're just making sort of different uh, tone sounds. It's like, <laughs> or, or depending on what's happening, just. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's great how uh, nonverbal it can be when you're in that space. I love that. I was just talking to Claire about that. How like, what was it? We were just talking about a couple of days ago and that like, I was like, yeah, uh, that kind of happens. I guess I was talking about like how being in the ocean can be kind of like an abstract setting. Right. And that I'll be out, you and I will be out or, you know, people, if you're comfortable with them, you'll be out there and you won't even be, it'll be nonverbal. You know, you're out in this kind of like, otherworldly setting in the in the ocean you know and your and your words aren't really useful it's like you start you're like hooting and hollering and like <laughs> you know like and it's about like the the excitement and the energy that you have and it's not you know it's not so intense even like you said it could just be like 
I don't know. It's just a funny, funny, funny place to take yourself. Yeah. You go. And I, I feel like, you know, it's almost, I go like sort of hunter gatherer kind of uh, mindset with it. It's like some ancient, you know, it's almost feels like, uh, you know, ancient ritual type connection with the earth that we, that we undertake when we're uh, doing our surf chanting. Absolutely. It's like, you're also really, um, you're reading the, the, the ocean, you know, and like, like right. you said, after gathering, it's like training your eyes to, to spot the berries or mushrooms or whatever you're looking for. It's like training your eyes to see where the waves are going. And it definitely has a, a different, a different ancient kind of, you know, yeah. Feel for it. Place. Yeah. yeah. I'm curious to hear, you know, we talked about this, a little bit before, but I'm curious to hear also how your relationship with nature plays a role in, in, I guess, in both the creative process and from like a mental health perspective. Yeah, well, basically engaging with nature can generally re requires a little bit of activity, right? So a little physical yeah, activity is always for the base level, you know, walking out to the hills, paddling around surfing and then I find that it's kind of obviously really helpful to kind of like you know unplug right so you're when you're out there doing that you know you don't need you're not required to use your phone you're not required to you know and it's more enjoyable when you don't anyway you know so those two things are really important and um last time we talked we talked a lot about the, the element of play Mm, that's right yeah and um i think i think for me most importantly it's about kind of uh kind of like disconnecting from the context of like the daily life and the in the 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 chores the requirements the jobs the expectations yada yada yada, yada. that's like yeah. you know like nature doesn't have any requirements or expectations or anything like that and you're out there and just engaging and reconnecting and with nature and so i find that that's a, a great reset and also a good baseline to maintain kind of let i mean the goal for me is like let that be the baseline and then like the emails and stuff be like periphery things that i right. have to do but then i can come back to the baseline right so that's that's for me super super helpful in terms of just kind of like you say, preventative stuff, you know, it's like, but I guess in, in, in heavy situations, you know, it's probably good to take a walk outside and get some fresh air too. True. True. But yeah, I find that like doing that just in general is, uh, is important because in the end, all this stuff's imaginary, right? Like the concept of money, the concept of real estate concept of capitalism or whatever. It's like, they're all just made up you know, right. and, and you can get so locked into it that you don't have to, you know, you forget that you, you don't have to bring it with you everywhere you go. It doesn't have yeah. to be at the forefront of your mind everywhere you go. Yeah. I love that too, about making sort of that, that, that state of being connected with nature as more of a baseline than a, I think for many people, it's like a short escape from the reality of like, constant emails or phone calls or, or chores or to-do lists or things like that. And I think that what's really cool about you and Claire is that um, 
I mean, I'm not saying that right. everyone should just leave their jobs and, and go and, you know, and, but I think what's really cool about you two is that there's, there's different ways to do this. And uh, it doesn't have to be all about like, I think the majority of it can be more like connection and cooking and walking and, and creativity and things like that. And that's really awesome to see. Yeah, it's obviously, it's, it's not like, a, it's, it's a goal kind of, you know, it's like, it's something to aim for because it's not exactly like, like something that I can, that you can maintain. It's hard, you know, I mean, sure, there's people that can't, but like, I guess to speak to that, it's like, yeah, it's not like leave your jobs and, and become like, you know, a monk and just live in the hills. It's kind of like trying to incorporate that as more of a foundational part of, of your life as opposed to like, you know, like you said, being an afternoon walk one day a week or something, just right. kind of try and keep your, keep that as part of your day, daily routine. And, you know, and yeah, I mean, obviously there's the things of like, of work and balance and, and uh, what works for, for us, you know, like Claire likes, does gardening and landscaping for work because she likes being with in outdoors and with plants so incorporating yeah. that into her work you know and i'm an aspiring pro surfer someday i'll probably be a pro surfer i'm thinking so i think i i i i feel bad that i didn't mention this earlier but i do have to say in all seriousness that you are you're an awesome musician and a an awesome surfer i think that's not out of reach man you can be a well no uh, yeah i I'm, i was we're gonna totally hit, joking about being i think surfer, but uh <laughs> <laughs> you gotta reach for the stars, man. We're gonna send this to um you're doing a surf contest tomorrow, you know, for crying out loud. So that's a fun one. Do it, yeah. Speaking of so my yeah. In all seriousness, no, I don't I don't think I uh am going to be a pro surfer, get paid to surf. However, something in in the world of surf where that's kind of part of the line of work. I don't know, you know, I'm not I'm not like a life coach here. But yes, I'm doing a contest tomorrow, which is also kind of to like it's a longboard contest. I don't even own a longboard. So I think it's all about kind of having that kind of attitude to where it's like, cause even in the surf world, right. You see, you went with that. I had that in the early days where like the career and the, and the competition can kind of ruin a beautiful thing for you. Right. And uh, I'm really happy with myself that I'm in the, in a place in my life where I can sign up for a longboard contest when I don't even have a longboard and be like, yeah, I'll just borrow friends and show up and like, and have fun. And, you know, as a kind of like being part of a community and meeting people and hanging out and as opposed to like being dead set on winning some right. prize or something or being competitive. So that's, that's a cool thing. And that's something that I like about like surfing is like kind of circling back to the, the element of play and how it's fun. And it's a, it's a cool thing to do with people. And, um, Music's the same way for me too, like that, you know, like, you know, just getting together and hanging out with people and playing music. It's like, it's kind of feels like a kind of like a cultural kind of experience as opposed to some sort of, you know, career minded thing or some sort of, it's a, it's like more about sharing, you know, split up like time and place with people and, and enjoying yourself. Yeah. It's a cool way to have a community. I love that. And I think that two, the two also don't have to be not like mutually exclusive, right? You could, you can, I think you're a good example of that too, with, with music, you can, 
not be a hundred percent. Like this is all about the end product and high, like a high pressure, high stakes situation, but more really tap into your creativity, tap into what you want to put out there, push your own personal boundaries and put out something that people love. You know, I think you can end with, with surfing too. You can have fun and play and do well, hypothetically in a contest. Uh, We'll see. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> but I mean, I think it's, I think ideally you can, you know, I, what I really aspire to do or the people I look up to, too, are the people who can do those things, hold those two different, the play side and the, I guess, performance side or, you know, both of those things. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I, in personal experience, I had to unlearn kind of that, like, you know, like, you know, you're like, if you're in surfing, there's like Kelly Slater and then everyone else is just, going down the ranks and then there's like rolling stones and everything is just like down the ranks so it's like okay well you got to aim to be that or whatever so kind of unlearning that was like you know like you're saying it's like there's so much more to enjoying it and finding things or whatever it is there's so much more to life and, and these experiences than that whole thing yeah well i've always felt this way that you know, you've been a big inspiration in, in a lot of realms, but when I, it's been a while since I've seen you perform live, but I always felt like when I would watch you perform live, I was like, well, there's someone who is, I have, you know, I'm biased too, but there's someone who's having like an awesome time experientially and putting out something that's really wonderful to listen to. So it's felt like, and that was inspiring to me to do that with, you know, whatever I was doing, whether it's writing or whatever, nature unplugged stuff or whatever to kind of uh, bring, you know, bring your full self to it and, and uh, make sure it's, it's something that you're enjoying. It's yeah, cool that's, that's like, that's the element of like self-care, you know, and putting, I had to learn to kind of enjoy it after a yeah. while because it was just for other, it was like something I had to do, you know, to, for, for a job, people, yeah. essentially as a job. And then, and then it feels selfish it, it, it gets to a point where you're like oh to take care of myself and to do what i want and to enjoy this i think for a lot of people and myself included it was like that sounds selfish right or something right it's like yeah you know it's like to enjoy your job or whatever it is it's like that's that's like and maybe generationally whatever i don't know maybe a few generations back that sounds ridiculous but having to kind of catch up with that idea for me was like a big thing it's like oh I, I'm, I'm allowed to feel good (laughs) (laughs) yeah it doesn't have to be it doesn't just have to be a grind right whatever whatever the endeavor is um matt any i guess this is it's maybe a weird time for this but any live shows coming up speaking of that or is it uh, it's not really in the mix right now i'm booked i'm booked in los angeles if any of your listeners are in los angeles oh yeah i'm opening for our friend david lansman's band Okay. Yes. Fun country. Fun country. Yeah. Fun country. And airliner is the name of the place. Okay. I believe it's the 26th of October. I'm going to double check that for you. Yeah. yeah we can add it. We'll add it uh, to the show yeah. notes too. Okay. I, let's just say the 26th of October. 26th. We'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> the, there's going to be like throngs of people at the airliner on the wrong day. If that's the wrong yeah. day. Matt, this is high stakes. Uh, no, we'll, we'll, we'll make sure and have the correct date and time and the details for this live show in late October. That's very exciting. And Matt, where can people find out more about you and your music? Yeah. Um, Spotify is Spotify or 
iTunes or whatever, you can buy it there. Um, Bandcamp is kind of the best way if you're a vinyl fan. Okay. You can get it there or you can buy the MP3s or whatever. But yeah, for streaming, Spotify, Apple Music. Um, it's on all of the digital stuff. And that's the best, the best, best way to find it. I love it. Matt I love Lampkin. it. It's just the artist's name is Matt Lampkin. Matt Lampkin. Yes. I'll include all the, or we will include all the, the details in the show notes where you can find Matt's stuff, where you can buy his work. Uh, and the vinyl thing you were mentioning before we got on the call, you were mentioning um, of like an upcoming vinyl deal. Is that the, is that the Bandcamp one? Yeah, so this album, it will be, that's my, right now you can get the last album uh, where I'm at is on is on is on uh, Bandcamp. you can get it there this one's in the works so there will be hopefully by the show uh the 10th i mean the, the 26th of october i will have uh the new vinyls ready to rock dang my buddy my buddy derek at wall ride records is going to print up some vinyls so that'll be we're getting on that all right derek you better uh start printing you know let's get to work get to work <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah, I got to get. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. I love the I love the album, Matt. Um, I'm excited. Hopefully I can make it on the 26th or when that uh, show is. But as usual, it's a pleasure to have you on here. And I just appreciate your time. I appreciate what you do and the art and music you put out into the world. And big thanks to Claire, too, uh, for, you know, getting you getting you going on that. Yeah, keep me on task. Keeping you on task, you know? Well, thank you all so much for listening to the Nature Unplugged podcast. You can find our episodes on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, basically wherever you want to get to kind of like how Matt said with his music, it's on all the digital podcast platforms. Uh, be sure and check out natureunplugged.com for more information and resources. And that's where you can find more detailed information and in the show notes, including Matt's upcoming shows, Spotify link, uh, Bandcamp link, all those things. Well, thanks so much for listening and we will catch you next time. Things change like seasons out of our control. If you think you should go, I will let you go